0: It up. Turn it up this is another brand new episode of the run it up podcast run it up. we going in on everything sports think... pop culture and everything in the world of hip-hop let's go this is the run it up podcast with Naji adams What is up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Run It Up Podcast here on the Rise Network. I'm your host, Najee Adams. Today I got my boy, Khalil with me. Cause the other kid, Justice Gregory, as some of you may know him, told us he could record yesterday, come record yesterday, told us he recorded today, come record today. So at the end of the day, you either get with it or you get lost. You feel me? So he had to get lost. And so I'm here today with my boy Khalil. How you doing, bro? good
1: man it's a it's been a long week long day uh right before i texted you are we still good for 10 i was i just got back from rehearsal and i commute for that every day almost every day for like 35 minutes so it's like an hour commute did you
0: have your play already like did it happen already
1: so performances start february 10th and they'll be the 10th to the 13th Mm -hmm. and then the next weekend it'll be the 15th or the 16th and to the 19th or whatever that is
0: you so, know your lines are you still memorizing your it's
1: a it's a little choppy uh right now but i have most of them i have all of them memorized it's just like really being consistent so i'll say that. Is it
0: gonna be like recorded like can i watch that shit somewhere
1: um i think one maybe one would be recorded they're usually usually when you do it and i've done it through the school but now i'm doing it through a the community theater usually when you do it they have at least one night where they're recording and they'll let you know like hey this is put, a, put on recording. a show. Yeah. <laughs> put on a show. So uh, I'm sure there'll be one night where it goes crazy like that. So
0: I bet we got to tap into to my guy Khalil's play. What is the the play of again? Like what's it's, the name of it?
1: It's called Almost Main. So it's like a um, it's like this long play, but it's a collection of short plays. So mm-hmm. each each uh, scene is its own play all the characters are not from the same town so i'll play like four different roles within ah, okay. within the play so none of my characters are the same and they don't meet each other necessarily in other scenes so
0: that's what i mean i can't imagine they would meet each other you just got to talk to yourself that would be yeah yes. but yeah i hope they record that shit so i could tap in but um <laughs> but yeah today we talking uh we're gonna go through the nfl playoffs up to we're recording this on Friday, you're hearing this on Saturday because I'm getting this out tomorrow. You're hearing this the day before uh Championship Sunday, so we're gonna go over the playoffs up till now and then give our picks for Championship Sunday. Uh, I believe both of our Super Bowl picks are still in. I picked the Chiefs to win. Who'd you pick to win the chip? Chiefs. We both picked the Chiefs to win the chip. Yeah uh so uh, both of our championship picks are still here um and then we're just gonna go over uh, i found i saw a question on tiktok that i wanted to ask khalil so we're gonna go over that and then we're gonna give our nba all-star reserves at the end and the starters got announced yesterday so a lot of football a little bit of basketball to end but a little bit of everything so uh before we get into everything we gotta give our songs of the week so uh khalil start me off bro
1: i've been all over the place with what i've been listening to but consistently it's been a little bit of old r&b I've been listening to to Tyrese Uh, (laughs) How how You Gonna Act Like That by Tyrese is my song I know that song it's like how you gonna (laughs) act
0: (laughs) yes I remember you Whitney Houston a little while ago so my son Khalil always got the banger so y'all finna hear it's how you gonna act like that
1: how you gonna act like that
0: you finna hear how you gonna act like that right now it's been banging it. in my car i love that you just called <laughs> me fucking early 2000s bangers so yeah we are back i forgot to say make sure you guys subscribe to everything so make sure you subscribe to the podcast on uh apple podcast download on spotify follow me on twitter at Najee Adams underscore khalil on twitter at below 44 follow my guy justice on twitter at just fitted uh and the pod on twitter at run it up pod we're on tiktok too our TikTok's though can popping off so go check us out it's at the run it up podcast uh so yeah i think we got all the plugs out the way so i'm gonna get my song of the week i have not added a new song to my library in quite a while so i've got to go with a like not a throwback but like it's not necessarily a new song uh it's it's another r&b vibe it's by blast it's called let it be known i believe it's off his latest album that he dropped in like early 2022 um but i really like that song and it's i was going through my playlist and i was like this one is speaking to me so y'all finna hear let it be known by blast right now it blood, let it be known. but the fake shit got no place inside this home i don't expect to be flawless but i still gotta wreck my wrongs. just know i kept it silent for i'm gone but if it's love let it, be known, let it be known don't wait too late to fix mistakes just call the phone gotta give me for receiving need some flowers of my own just know I kept it solid for I'm gone yeah. But yeah we're back so I guess we could dive into the NFL playoffs uh I'm gonna just go <laughs> I'm gonna go basically series by series and Khalil tell me if there's anything that basically stood out to you so we're gonna start with Jags Chargers right now I picked the Jaguars to win. I want that to be clear. I knew the Chargers were frauds. I knew Brandon Staley would fuck it up somehow. But no, <laughs> you and Justice wanted so badly to trust in Justin Herbert. And I believe he blew a, what, 32-0 lead? 31, some 28-0, some crazy score, whatever it was. Uh, they ended up losing 30-31. to I believe it was the third largest comeback in the NFL playoff history. Uh, and uh, Khalil, talk to me, bro. How anything shock you from that game, bro? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> that just that's <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was so rude the way you asked that question. Um, I was living it up in the first half. Like I was, I was feeling great. I was sure, like, you I'm, were. I was like, I'm a genius right now. I was like, uh, passive aggressively talking crap. Like mm-hmm. we were just signing a group message with some other guys. And like I was texting about it, texting everybody about it. I was feeling good about it. And then it just it just flipped. It just flipped the switch. And <laughs> Chargers did what the Chargers do, and the Jaguars did what they uh what they've been doing. They turned it around. Um, I have a question for you about this, actually. So who who do you think gets blame for a loss like that?
0: I think it's hard to put it all on one person. I think obviously Brandon Staley takes a, a lot of the blame just because the I think it started in the last week of the season. Like playing your starters out there, like them not having Mike Williams was a crucial part. Like, right. in the, he's a crucial part of their offense. They were like two and eight without him. So, to see throughout the season that you obviously see a lessened success when Mike Williams is not in the lineup and know. How injury prone he is to put him out there for a meaningless game. Like, that's where I felt like the Chargers season was unraveled because that's just insane to do. But I don't think it was all on Brandon Staley. Obviously, they had tr- trouble running the ball. Like it was them versus at that point. When you're up that big in the sec, going into the second half, like it's you versus the clock. Like all you have to do is run out thirty minutes. <laughs> like that's all you have to do, and they could not do that no. for for whatever reason. Austin Eckler was not get- getting shit done. He only had thirteen carries for thirty five yards, but it's two point seven yards a carry. Uh, Justin Herbert. Uh, I I think some of the blame has to go on him too, because if this was the other way around, people would be giving Trevor Lawrence hell when he was throwing four interceptions and shit, everybody was giving him hell. And so I'm, I'm going to say this has to go on Justin Herbert too. Uh, I've been notoriously a Justin Herbert hater just because I don't think he's like as good as the rest of the world thinks he is. I think he's cool. I think Justin Herbert is a good quarterback. I don't think he's this, oh my God, there's not a throw. We can't type of guy. Um,
1: He's not—he's not a what type of guy?
0: Like I don't think he's just like—I don't want to say generational because we've been there before. <laughs> yeah, but, we don't need to go back. To that. <laughs> but I don't think he's like a—I t- don't think he's gonna be a, a like dominant force in the NFL. Like I think he'll be okay, like a, a regular, regular career trajectory. I don't think he's anything crazy special. Which I mean, Mike—he—he come- he makes some special throws. Like we've he seen does. that a lot this season.
1: uh He and sometimes well, I think what holds him back right now is he maybe is like a little too smart for his own good. Uh, like he processes so quickly. Uh, he does a really good job of that, but sometimes with that processing, he will stick on reads a little bit too long, a little bit too much, and he did, de- or he'll go straight to his check down. So actually I should turn that around. He'll go straight to his check down, but he won't stick with a read longer than he probably should. So like he'll get off the read, but if he stick with it a little bit longer, that's coming open sooner or later. But he goes straight to the check down process through his reads, So he's getting rid of the ball. So he's not as, a, as aggressive as he should be. And he also doesn't use his legs as much as he should, too. He's a very athletic guy. He played quarterback. He's opponent. a big guy, too. Yeah, he's, he's big. He's athletic. He has legs. Like, he's, well, I don't know what he ran in a 40. Maybe a four, five, four, six, something around that line. So he's not slow. Uh, but I don't think he improvises as much as he should. Uh, so I don't, he doesn't stand out amongst his peers when it comes to that. Or separates himself when you talk about a josh allen a Mahomes, or even a burrow who is amazing at that himself so i think herbert holds himself back when it comes to things like that and he needs to learn how to be less robotic or um a little bit against the grain when it comes to what everyone thinks a quarterback should be so playing off schedule a little bit more
0: no i i, I respect i've seen a lot of people the criticisms for him being that you know every everyone kind of blames the scheme and and blames brandon scaly staley for why justin herbert doesn't really like air it out like he's not throwing crazy deep passes when he has the arm to do it but i think part of that that night games because they didn't have mike williams like he's their top deep threat but his average like his average depth of target just isn't high and like you said i think it's like the, the, the check downs like he'd rather just get the ball out quick than make a mistake, really. And so, and sometimes that limits the Chargers' offense, and sometimes it helps them out tremendously. But yeah. regardless, blowing a lead like this is insane. Yeah. <laughs> blowing a lead like this is insane.
1: Going back to that, it comes back, I think it comes down to scheme and personnel. So, like, they don't have guys who can just stretch it out. I think Guyton, uh, last season or whatever, whenever it was, I think he was maybe becoming a guy like that, Jalen Guyton. Um, but he got hurt. He's been hurt the entire season and he's he's a guy who can spread the field for him and he just wasn't there. Of course, you got Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, who's who's hurt for most of the season. Um Palmer, who's he's fine. And he's okay. He's fine. He's, okay. <laughs> he's, fine. <laughs> he's fine. Uh so they don't have the the personnel to throw it downfield like that, even though we've seen it. Like we've seen him make uh down the field throws. throws yeah. Insane. Like last season, like he's he made some ridiculous throws. Um, but I think he just played a little bit too conservative, but also that scheme um being conservative itself and you, we don't know what he's coached he's being told to coach or co- told to do. It's like we don't know how he's being coached. Yeah. So that can kinda of, kind of come into play. But I'm glad that he at least made some type of change when it goes to the Chargers. So did you think
0: he needed to get fired? I think he should have been fired. Right, I do. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I think he should have been fired. Uh I, I don't, but like I said, I don't blame it all on him. Like I mm. I, I think like if everyone holds justin herbert to this top five top four quarterback standard like that eventually has to translate to wins in big moments right. and so if you're a top four quarterback i don't give a fuck what the scheme is you shouldn't be blowing 28 whatever leads 28 point leads yeah and so uh i do think brandon staley should have been fired like i think that's the the quickest way to get where they need to go because you're obviously not losing herbert and i think that their window when you look at the the rest of the league like there's a very clear blueprint in that the best teams really have to capitalize on their rookie quarterbacks contracts and being able to build a great roster around that because once you have to pay justin herbert like you're gonna lose the money to 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 really bolster the rest of that roster but like you look at a team like the Bengals. Joe Burrow still on that rookie deal and they have the money to, to keep T Higgins to have Jamar chase. And those are all drafted guys, but like to bring in talent elsewhere and keep that team together, keep that core together to bring in a good off, like a better offensive line. Granted, they got injured, but like they had the money to do so because Joe Burrow still on that rookie deal. Right. And so you saw the same thing with Patrick Mahomes. um, Jalen hurts too. I want to say. And so like, Right. The, the, the Chargers are running out of, of time to do that, to capitalize on Justin Herbert still being on that rookie deal, because once it's time to pay up, I don't care if Justin Herbert doesn't have a single playoff win, he's getting the <laughs> bag. So, you know, and then that limits what you can spend elsewhere in other positions. So I really think the Chargers got to do something. I know they fired their OC, but like, <laughs> yeah,
1: but in a way they, they made moves this off season. Mm-hmm. What happened as soon as they made all those moves? What What were people saying? They said Mahomes wasn't gonna make it back to the conference championship or uh win a the division. They said the Broncos were coming up. They said the Chargers were the best team in the NFL or like roster-wise on paper. And then everyone gets injured. Like yeah. JC Jackson gets injured. Bosa gets injured. Like uh was I think Durman James played a lot, actually. He was pretty healthy this season. Mm-hmm. JC Jackson
0: got injured relatively early in the year. Yeah, it was Mike, against us, I want to say.
1: Yeah, Mike Williams injured, Keenan Allen injured, offensive line injured. Like, Decimated, yeah. that, it's tough. That's tough. Um, so it's Staley hasn't gotten a, a necessarily a, a fair shake in that way when it comes to the roster. Just like good luck, I, could, I guess you could say. Um, but I think he's grown as a coach a little bit, but he's still making those mistakes and he's still, you know, letting teams come back from a giant uh, a giant <laughs> deficit like that. So I'm, I'm glad they made some type of change selfishly. I wanted to see Sean, Sean Payton. I think like I think Justin that's Herb. why he
0: didn't take a coaching job this year because if Staley fucks it up again next year I think the oh, job is Sean Payton. he's out of there yeah that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so I feel like if I think Sean is playing the waiting game like yeah I'm gonna go back to Fox for this year make my bread yeah. live my retired life and then go come in and coach Justin Herbert to a Super Bowl next year like why wouldn't you do that rather than take a panthers job and deal with <laughs> will levis or whoever Derek carr or whatever
1: are you gonna talk about the panthers with justice isn't he
0: <laughs> hey, man, he should have been here to, to defend his mans then um but yeah that's kind of my thoughts on that that jags chargers game that was insane i literally went to sleep i tweeted out trevor lawrence wouldn't be i i tweeted out four picks in the first half justin fields could never and then i went to i went to sleep and then I woke up, and I was like, I woke up like at like three a.m. And my head was like, "Yo, I know the charge is lost." <laughs> okay. And I All was right. like, I was like, "Let me check my phone." And what did I see? Thirty-one to thirty. I had people texting me like, "So what happened? So what? What about?" I was like, "I knew that it was trash, man. I shouldn't. I never believed." Um, but yeah, the next game was Baltimore Cincinnati. The Tyler Huntley game, the 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 fumble in the jungle, whatever people are calling it, uh, where he fumbled on the goal line, ended up say, who Sam Hubbard ended up bringing it back for uh, fumble sixth. I think that's the longest fumble recovery in NFL playoff history. Crazy uh, blocking the back on Mark Andrews wasn't called, but regardless, uh, I don't think there's much to take away from that game. I think the Bengals got away like if Lamar Jackson plays that game I feel like maybe the the, the Ravens they might win. they might win bro I feel like maybe the Ravens <laughs> win uh I did feel bad for Tyler Huntley because after the game JK Dobbins was like if Lamar plays we win like that kind of stuff that to Tyler Huntley like he did all that he could in the situation that he was given it was a bad situation for him. all parties involved um but yeah the Bengals moved on and I think everyone expected that Buffalo Miami the Skyler Thompson game uh did anything stand out to you in that one bro
1: Going back to the uh, Ravens game real quick, isn't it crazy? We just talked about rookie contracts. They have not built around Lamar. At all. At all. At all. uh, Like, of course, we talk about the run game being a whole different thing. Like, Roman, he did a great job. He's gone now. That's probably a really good thing, too. Um, They even went away from Dobbins that game. I don't know why. But as far as receivers go, they just didn't give him anything and
0: they got him Rashad Bateman, but Rashad Bateman ended up getting injured. Uh, And then they signed Demarcus Robinson to a contract off the chiefs. I don't know what they expected out of that. Demarcus Robinson is 28 years old. Like he's not, we know what that we know who he is, you know, you know, and then
1: Duvernay was good for him. Mm -hmm. Uh, He was good for him. Uh, They signed Deshaun Jackson for a little while. (laughs) And then they signed Sammy Watkins. Like. (laughs) We know we've seen this before. <laughs> exactly. We know how this goes. You're, you're if you're signing Sammy Watkins at the end of the season,
0: we know we know what's up. We know what you're doing exactly. I, I think they've failed to build a competent receiving core around Lamar. He had Marquise Brown for a long time, and we he, he saw success with that. But they right. traded him away, got him up out of there. Uh, I think him and Rashad Bateman and Mark Andrews like. The the Rashad Bateman that I think I think Rashad Bateman is good. I'll put that out there. I think Rashad right, Bateman yeah. is good. And I think if you give that kind of receiving core along with Mark Andrews, who so I think is a top three tight end in the league, uh a, a chance to flourish with Lamar. I think that offense can do really good things, but they got Marquise Brown up out of there. They believed Rashad Bateman could be their wide well, receiver one. It obviously didn't pan out this season. Uh but I did want to ask you, do you think the Ravens should pay Lamar?
1: Do I think uh to the 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 tricky thing is he's been hurt for the past few seasons. I think that's their biggest,
0: that's their biggest. Like, like if they come to him and say, listen, bro, like I I'm sure like you got the MVP, like Mm -hmm. we know that you can be productive on the football field, but this is now back-to-back seasons where we've needed you in a playoff game and you have not been available. Right. And so if you want us to cough up 240, whatever million dollars. How do we know that when it matters, when that money that we give you is supposed to be like this is why we're giving you that money to win us a chip when we need you to win those games, how do we know that you're gonna be available because of the play style that you had? Yeah. I think they should still pay them though. But.
1: <laughs> and and some of that can, yeah, they should, they should pay them. Uh that's where their offense is. Of course, their defense is really good and they got a lot better uh throughout the season, too. Um, but if you if you're gonna pay them, you got you gotta. And I think they started like bolstering that, that offense mm-hmm. and really getting it together. So you got to give him uh, some opportunity to grow. Uh, he's growing as a pocket passer every year, uh, and I think he's a really good pocket passer. But he needs a chance to be consistent. So you have to really uh, invest in the passing element of his game and maybe take a little bit back uh, in the run game. Of course, you know, don't take the read option out. Don't take those QB powers out. But, you know, put a little bit more into the passing game. And give him a chance to to really be successful and hopefully stay healthy. If you can protect him in the pocket,
0: yeah, I I just think at the end of the day, like if you're the Ravens, like you're not that far off of a Super Bowl. Uh-oh. Granted, in, in the AFC, like there's a there's a lot of talent in there. Like you're gonna have to go through Cincy, Burrow, Allen, Mahomes, Lawrence, Herbert for the foreseeable future, and you have a guy that can go toe to toe with them in Lamar. And so yeah. if you lose that, your Super Bowl window's shut. Like you're you're not competing with that talent without a guy like Lamar. So I feel like your only chance to compete is to to re-sign him. And I think that's where Lamar's leverage comes from. Like you see what's going on in the AFC right now. Your best chance of winning a chip is keeping me. So what do you do?
1: If, what if you do think if, if he leaves? Like what are you we gonna do then? I mean like, nothing. I don't know.
0: <laughs> it's over at that point. Like it's chalking up. Um but yeah, uh kind of bouncing back to the Buffalo Miami game. Did anything in that game kind of stand out to you?
1: Looking through my notes, I didn't really write much down about that game. Uh, I guess it told us a little bit more about the Bills and how vulnerable they were as a team. Of course, we were going into the the Bills Bengals game hoping Mm -hmm. for a little bit more, and really didn't get that. Um, But the Bills just not being uh, healthy uh, on the defensive side. You you know, of course, some of the the reason for going with the Bills is that Demar Hamlin impact and and what that did for the team, but I just think they didn't have. They don't have what they need to be mm-hmm. successful. They're too Josh Allen centric, too focused uh, on him. His the offense is centered around him. You don't have enough weapons. You don't have a consistent running game. You need more than just Stefon Diggs, uh, Gabe Davis. He, he's a fine uh, number three, whatever. Uh, but a number two is what you're missing. And then, uh, of course, going right back to the run game. Like you have to have a run game, and it just can't be Josh Allen. Uh, the offense on wasn't as great. You're missing Von Miller, missing guys uh, in the secondary. So, just they just need to make some changes. I don't know where they go from here. Uh, even make some changes with their scheme defensively.
0: Yeah, they I missed a lot. They did. I I think I think for the Bills, it, it, it's hard to to pivot. I think this game in particular, like you said, really started to show the cracks that were going to eventually seep through in that next round against the Bengals. Um where they just got absolutely smoked. That was a, their lowest offensive point total of the season. Uh, but I just think for the Bills moving forward, like, I, I don't know where they go. Like, you, they they needed pass rush, right? The Bills have absolutely no pass rush. They spent a lot of money to bring Von Miller in. But Von Miller's, what, 33 years old? He's coming off a torn ACL. Like, you, do, you can't really do anything with his contract, so you just kind of got to wait that out. They signed Roger Saffold, former... I think he was on the Titan before, right? Yep. Former Titan. He has... Declined in steadily in back to back to back years in yeah. terms of QB pressures allowed. Um, and then when it comes to gabe, Dave, I think the Bills' offense is if you shut down Stefan Diggs, Josh Allen has to play Superman, and sometimes it works, a lot of the time it doesn't. And that's why he throws so many picks, that's why he fumbles so much, that's why he has so many turnovers, because he always feels like he has to do everything. Yeah. And I don't think Gabe Davis is a viable wide receiver too. I don't, I'm sorry. I think he's a, I think he's a good wide receiver three. Uh, but when you look at like the 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 rest of the final four standing, like I think Brandon Ayuk is a damn good wide receiver too. Yes. I think Devonta Smith should could be a wide receiver one on a lot of teams, yes. but a, a damn good wide receiver too. T Higgins, a damn good wide receiver too. Those are three of the, the final four teams left standing, and then obviously Travis Kelsey and they have Mahomes. So you know Juju Juju, Juju does what he does. You know they got Travis Kelsey and Juju does what he does. But like Juju was a wide receiver one on the Steelers, so as a second option, I think Juju is a better second option than Gabe Davis. So still, yeah. I I think that when you look at the, these final four teams standing, like there's a clear blueprint a clear blueprint that. You know, like you have to have more than just one dominant guy, because when you take that guy out the game, what is what's left? Like you can't bracket Jamar Chase because T. Higgins will cook you like you can't double A.J. Brown because Devonta Smith will go for one forty five and two. Like it, it's simple. So Good. Brandon Nayuk led the, the 49ers in receiving yards. So it's like that. And they have George Kittle like that team. Was just, that team was just nuts, <laughs> stupid, stupid. That team was just nuts. But still, I think the I think the Bills have to to do a lot more. I think Josh Allen still has a lot of growing to do as a quarterback. I think everyone was ready to anoint him the the next MVP, and I just don't think that he's quite there yet.
1: Yeah, and I think he showed. I think he showed some of that patience last year, last season, uh, just being able to maybe deacon, dink and dunk and and really pick apart defenses. But this year, uh, just putting a lot of pressure on himself. The offense putting a lot of pressure on him uh, to deliver, and he just really overcorrected and and declined quite a bit. Yeah, there's a yeah. lot of stupid, a lot of stupid like 2019,
0: stuff, Josh Allen,
1: while still making amazing throws, but also some of the stupidest, stupidest throws you'll see uh, throughout the season.
0: So, and yeah, just to end up with the Bills, like I think when you're a team like the Bills and you don't have much cap space because you do have a lot of good position players, like the draft is very important for you, and and yeah hitting on players in the draft and letting them that homegrown talent develop into pro bowlers and develop into guys like that like you look at the cowboys they don't have much money but they drafted micah parsons and micah parsons is playing like a all pro (laughs) hall of famer on in his second year and so you don't necessarily have to give the the money that you would like he you're not giving him the money that a guy like him deserves because but still getting a, a guy like his production you know like and so the the bills have to hit on the draft. They haven't drafted a Pro Bowler since 2018.
1: Oh, then when I yeah, when I say they've missed, they have
0: missed. <laughs> they have missed like, on you know? so like,
1: much, man. And and it's it's unfortunate and it's crazy, but like they've had opportunities to be very successful. And like with the James Cook, I like James Cook. Uh, I think he's gonna be running back one for them eventually, hopefully. But like with other picks, just, just missing on a lot of those picks and and making a big difference on their team right now. And, uh, and Dolphins, I think they're going to be okay. I don't want to ignore the Dolphins. I think they're oh, going to yeah. be okay. I don't know what their quarterback situation is going to look like going <laughs> forward. Uh, I'm not a big two believer. Everyone talks about Tom Brady going to the Dolphins. Their defense is really freaking good. Jalen Phillips is going to be a superstar, I believe. Um, what else? What else? Uh, of Still course, got Tyreek, the wide receivers. Of Tyreek Hill, course. Waddle. Um, Another
0: team with two dominant guys.
1: Wilson. I I like Wilson a lot. Mostert came on at the end of the season for him. Just uh wasn't healthy. Dolphins are gonna be
0: okay. Dolphins are gonna be okay. I agree. Um, moving on to the NFC first round, Tampa Bay, Dallas. Dallas absolutely rolled oh, Tampa Bay and Tom Brady. Uh, I think they were far and away the worst team in the playoffs. The the Bucks. They yeah. beat them 31 to 14. Uh, was there anything that you took away from that game? I didn't really take uh, Cowboys look dominant because the Bucks they they're bad, you know. Like they right. they they got into the playoffs with a negative record because the NFC South is horrible. So it is. I'm, what it
1: is. I'm silly for picking the Bucks. Uh, I picked the Bucks too. Yeah, is it, I think we all did. uh Right, we all did.
0: I I fe- I I fell too much into the Tom Brady has never lost to the Cowboys.
1: But <laughs> well, and know but the other thing I fell into is like it's just the Cowboys and they're just mm-hmm. gonna and a little bit of the Sean Payton like maybe, maybe seeing Mike McCarthy go, mm-hmm. uh, but like the Cowboys are just gonna. Do what the Cowboys have done in the past, and and really just lay an they, egg.
0: They, and what they ended up doing, so yeah, well, yeah eventually Aro- around too early. We're just
1: we're just a little early. So, yeah. uh, but yeah, Bucks. Um, I don't know what their future is gonna look like, and it's a little nervous. It makes me a little nervous for them. Uh, Tom Brady is gonna be out of there, or he's gonna yeah. be retired, but he is not going back to Tampa Bay
0: absolutely not i know no he's talking shot. about like oh maybe i go he has no shot nah, bro. i'm sorry there's no <laughs> shot he goes back that man is a raider or whatever he's, he's going somewhere and
1: i think he'll be fine somewhere else maybe uh as long as it's a good situation and they can protect him i think he'll be fine people are saying he's washed i'm not convinced of that mm-hmm. but he doesn't want to get hit i'm very convinced of that
0: hell yeah um Moving on to Minnesota and the Giants. We all picked, I think, no, me and you picked the Giants. Justice picked the Vikings. Justice picked the Vikings. Me and you picked the Giants. Uh, This game told me what I think everyone already knew. The the Vikings were frauds. Uh, (laughs) They they were frauds throughout the season. They have one of the worst defenses I have ever seen. Um, That defense is absolutely atrocious. Made Danny Dimes look like uh, Mike Vick. Uh, regardless Daniel Jones has been good this season, but still he did nasty things to them. And uh, yeah, if I'm the the Vikings, like this one hurts because you go through, I think they were like, what, 12 and five or something like that. You go through the whole season and people are saying, you know, you're trash, you're trash, you're frauds, (laughs) you're frauds, and then everyone bets against you and like in your one chance to prove that you're not frauds, you... Do exactly what everyone thought you were going to do. So if I'm the Vikings, I don't know where I go from here. I mean, I don't think Kurt. I don't think you can get any better than Kirk Cousins right now. Like to acquire a QB better than Kirk. Like is even if they decided to move on, is Derek Carr better than Kirk Cousins? I I, maybe, but like you see the difference in a.
1: No, he's not.
0: (laughs) No, he's not. He's not, and they're they're not getting Aaron Rodgers. I don't see them. I know just talk about the Cowboys trading Dak. I don't see them trading Dak to Minnesota. <laughs> so. a lot.
1: I think I think they're fine with Kirk Cousins, and I think he played well this season. Um, you know, maybe sure up the offensive line a little bit more. Uh, if you can get back to a run game, then that would be great, too. Another weapon, Phelan uh, might be out of there. I think his, his wife or something had a post, uh, talking about it being their last time there. Um, so get another weapon, even then, like KJ Osborne's fine, too, but get someone else, and then the defense needs work. And if, if you don't, <laughs> if you can't get a, a Vic Fangio or a, a Brian Flores in there, then you are going to go through the same exact thing next season, probably. Um, and and maybe that's not true necessarily, but you got to get one of those guys. And I think Flores interviewed with them recently too, so you got to get him. Uh, you know, into the into the coaching staff. So the the Vikings have some stuff to work with. Um, and it's a sucky season for you know Kevin O'Connell to to end the in the way he did. Yeah, it's just, we all knew what was going to happen. It was probably easy, it was the easiest pick.
0: Easiest pick of all time. Pick. Uh, and then the last game of the division, of the wild card, was my Seattle Seahawks versus the San Francisco 49ers. I will say we had the lead at halftime. And <laughs> Justice asked me, how are you feeling? And I said, we're going to lose because we are going to eventually get out-talented. And sure. the 49ers are a very, very, very talented team. And we just don't have the talent to match up with that. And and I think that showed uh, DK Metcalf. I'm glad that he got to show that on national TV that he is still that guy because I feel like a lot of people give DK a hard time and I think he's damn good. So I'm glad he got to go off. uh, As far as the Seahawks and where we go from here, I think I've made it very clear that I want to hit Khalil. Khalil,
1: you know, bear with me. You just said, we're going to get out-talented by the 49ers. I'm sorry. Let me talk to my mic. You're going to get out-talented by the 49ers, and you're about to come up here after you just had the like, Geno Smith, comeback player of the year, most likely. Pro have Bowler. The se- pro Bowler. Have the season he's about to have. At one point, he at one point just a little bit, people are throwing out his name for MVP. You're like, why is he not an MVP candidate? Well, I'm not. Right? You're going to tell me you need to go draft, use one of your, your top draft picks to go draft a quarterback, and that's not going to do anything for the rest of your talent and your team. Jordan Brooks just tore his ACL. He's not coming back that 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 soon next season. Woollen, he's great. He's good. What did Diggs get injured? Did Quantrill Diggs get injured? He's, or is he good? I can't remember. Uh, he's
0: fine. Jamal he's Adams fine. got injured
1: the first game of the season though. <laughs> oh yeah, hey, people forget about him. Uh, <laughs> Ryan Hill's fine, and Wosu, he's 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 good. I like him a lot. That defense needs help.
0: We need, we need a lot. a lot of help. We, 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 we have. You want to use?
1: You want to use one of those picks to draft a quarterback, which you already have for right now.
0: Listen here, listen here, Khalil. If Geno Smith tells us that he wants us to commit thirty million dollars a year to him, I'm not doing it. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm not giving Geno Smith a career backup. At how old is he? What is he like? Thirty two hold on he's 32 yeah I'm not giving a career backup that had a breakout season at 32 years old 30 million dollars a year for four three or four years I'm not doing it
1: that's fair how much how much
0: would you pay the most I would give him I would I want to tag him but I would give him like I would give him like 20 if you want to take 20 21 something around that range but 30 is steep I'm sorry when I could go draft CJ Stroud or Bryce Young and give them chips and, make, and let them be okay.
1: Real quick, I don't. I have not done a dive into the quarterbacks at all, but my initial feeling is I don't feel good about any of them. You don't? I no, I don't. Like a don't? like a sure like a surefire hit. Like oh, this quarterback, he's gonna be. He's gonna come in and he's gonna be good. I don't feel good about any of them.
0: I think I I think I feel best about Stroud.
1: I, I like Stroud. I think he's really good. And I didn't. I haven't watched. I haven't, actually haven't watched him uh when they played whoever the that
0: game was. against georgia really yeah sold georgia me. I, I think I the georgia game sold me
1: so i haven't watched that yet so i might feel differently after that once i yeah. really get into it but i don't feel good about any of them um as, at least <laughs> drafting that high especially with your team needing so much more than just a quarterback that's just how i feel but you're a seahawks fan
0: so i respect it i respect it. i respect it um as, as for the Niners, they moved on to the next round, and we can kind of just go on to the, the divisional. Uh, we talked about KC Jacks, Cincy Buffalo. I think they just got out, outmatched. Uh, we already went far over the, the, the Bills problems. Uh, Dallas, San Fran, uh, that was a. I, I I felt like the Cowboys could win that game, and it was really close. I think that was a defensive battle. Michael Parsons, Nick Bosa, both impacting the game uh Brock Purdy Dak Prescott (laughs) Dak shot them out of that game two picks two very untimely picks uh CD went crazy I think he had he had no touchdowns but he had like something I think he had like 130 something yards uh obviously Tony Pollard got injured that was the big one from that game exposed that Zeke is not (laughs) a a RB1 in this league anymore I'm sorry uh and for that reason I think the Cowboys do end up bringing Tony, Tony Pollard back I think that it's in the best interest of both of them uh i don't know if teams are gonna get like a little timid and offer him money because of the injury i saw he didn't have to get like surgery on whatever part of his leg it was uh, uh, he he didn't
1: have to get uh, surgery on it
0: i think he had like one part like it wasn't as bad as they had originally reported um so maybe that helps i think it's like a three-month recovery time which still means he would be perfectly ready for preseason training cam walkthroughs all of that um so I don't know if teams kind of sour up on that, but I feel like the Cowboys are bringing him back because how do you uh, also the running back market this year is pretty hefty. So the Cowboys could technically replace him, but I think it's just best if you just keep him. He's already in house. You know, what he likes, you know, it's all like, and yeah. that way Jerry Jones can keep letting Zeke look decent because when you put him in that RB one role, things got scary.
1: It's bad. It's bad. It's really, it's really bad. I think, I think Dak played well at the beginning. I think mm-hmm. he's playing. Okay and then I don't I don't like to always like compare QBs in a way like this so like um Joe Burrow and Mahomes are playing this weekend right there is a lot of talk we'll get into it probably later uh, we'll get into this next segment uh there's a lot of talk about how if the Bengals win the,
0: the stupidest Joe, shit i've ever heard. Joe Burrow
1: goes over uh Mahomes like i don't think that's fair uh but when we're talking about the 49ers and Cowboys situation, for Dak to lose that game when they're going up against Brock Purdy, who's been playing great, uh, and he's had some shaking his hair in there, uh, they really they ran, they ran the ball a lot, they were conservative this game against the Cowboys, uh, so they didn't put it in his hands like they have in other games. Uh, but for Dak to lose this game, and especially in the way that they did, and a lot of a lot of it went on him, like a lot of the blame is placed on him. Like I think that just says a lot and ah, I think it I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't like it for him losing to Brock Purdy in this way. I've of course a good 49ers team, but you cannot lose that matchup. Like it can't be your fault, is what I'm saying yeah. at the end of the day. You like, can't be this, the reason. Yeah, lose. this loss can't be your fault the way it was. And of and of course the end of the game situations and Mike Man, McCarthy. What, what plays
0: we run in. zero Center.
1: It was only a certain uh, – it was only a matter of time for the Cowboys to do something stupid uh, or a few stupid things. But, but again, uh, a lot of that was, I think, just Dak's fault, and it just wasn't a, a, a good game or a good look for him, especially on a big stage like that with a talented team with uh, aspirations like they have. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, the Cowboys, I think they got a lot of work to do this offseason.
1: Uh, on the right side, they brought back Ben Quinn, so.
0: They did bring back Dan Quinn. I know he was a popular coaching candidate, so they can bring him back. He used to be with the Seahawks. I just want to make that clear. Used to be Seahawks DC, I want to say. So, (laughs) boom. Uh, And, yeah, the the last divisional round matchup was Philly Giants, NFC matchup. We had three NFC East teams in the divisional, but uh, two got bounced. So, uh, the the Philly Giants, that was an absolute threat. Looked like TCU versus Georgia. Them boys (laughs) should not have been there. I think the Eagles were... Not not that they should have been there. They deserve to be there. They were far and away better than the the Vikings. I want to make that clear. They deserve to be there. They were in a separate weight class than the Eagles, though. I think they made that clear. I think they shut down everything the Giants wanted to do. Saquon was useless on offense. Danny Dimes was useless on offense. All the receivers did absolutely nothing. Uh, And the Eagles just kind of did whatever they wanted to do. They you want to give the ball to Miles Sanders, let him run 50 yards down the field. Cool. Uh, you want to throw it to Devonta Smith, let him catch a 40, 50 yard pass. Cool. AJ Brown kind of got iced out the offense, but who, he was chilling. I know he was mad that he didn't get the ball, but he'll be fine. Uh, if Dallas Goddard did what he wanted to do. The Eagles can hurt you in every way imaginable, which is why I think they are really, really good. Uh, but uh,
1: yeah, I- yeah, completely outclassed. completely i stopped watching the game before halftime i just just wasn't wasting my time with it and silly me i flipped my pick before uh, like a couple days before the game to the giants Mm. i let my feelings get the best of me (laughs) And and none of the pick was or the reasoning for the pick was based on football i guess you could say unless like You want to talk about just being uncertain about how, like, Lane Johnson would look and how Jalen Hurts would look coming off of injuries, and that might play in a part of just, like, the Giants. Maybe maybe be able to make some plays, but I'm stupid. I'll say that. (laughs) That's all it is. I'm just stupid.
0: (laughs) Uh, The Giants looked good. Like, if you look at that Giants game versus the Vikings, like, they tested them, and the Giants still came on. It's not like they just rolled the Vikings. Like, they were a battle-tested team, and. Uh, the Eagles just came in and just destroyed them. was um, different, just different, different, just just different. Uh, and so the conference championship championship Sunday this Sunday that leaves us with Chiefs, Bengals, and Niners, Eagles. Uh, I guess we start with the AFC Chiefs, Bengals. How you feeling about that game, bro? Who? What are, who, we, who, what who are
1: we doing? What are we doing? I'm talking. We I just brought it up uh, last time, last round i'm bringing it up again the first thing i'm bringing up what are we doing why why does that matter why if the Talk bengals me, get it off the, your chest bro. if the bengals win everyone's saying this for for those who are listening watching everyone's been saying this lately you're hearing a lot of this especially like in, in media mainstream media uh I listen to like bill Simmons. you hear it on NFL live espn whatever that crap is um i, I actually like bill simmons in his podcast though but Everyone has been saying about Shablon Simmons. Uh, (laughs) Everyone has been saying if the Bengals win, there is an argument or or like you just have to say that Joe Burrow is better than Mahomes. Like he's a top guy in AFC. He's a top guy in the NFL. And I just don't understand. Like I, I don't get that. Like, well, why does that make him better? The team, the team might be better. Like they're coached very well. It's a horrible matchup for the chiefs. Like, and we've seen that, like they just haven't beaten them, uh, especially like, since like all this stuff has been happening between Burrow and Mahomes ascending. But why, why are we bringing this down up or putting this up to the quarterbacks? Like, why, why would Burrow be better than the Mahomes? What is the argument for that, just besides the winning part?
0: There, there is absolutely right. no argument for it. I a thousand percent agree with you. Uh, everyone touts the oh, Joe Burrow's three and over versus Patrick Mahomes, but like I don't really take too much into that. Three, of, all three of those games came down to three points. Two of them were uh, Evan McPherson field goal that won the Bengals the game.
1: Yes.
0: Uh and stats like that are so stupid. Like, uh, hey, listen here, Baker Mayfield is three and one versus Joe Burrow. Does that make? Baker Mayfield better than Joe Burrow like absolutely not uh Tyler Huntley almost beat Joe Burrow does that make Tyler Huntley better Skylar Thompson was three points away from beating Josh Allen does that make him better Eli Manning and Nick Foles beat Tom Brady in a Super Bowl are they better than Tom Brady like that's the dumbest fucking argument and,
1: and we and I know like they're closer than some of those comparisons whatever still though like it still applies and I know Joe Joe Burrow's amazing like you know, you want to put him at two, great. You want to put him at three, whatever. Like he is top three for sure, uh, top four, all that good stuff. Like, and he's he's amazing. He is he's processing. He's getting uh, in and out of plays. Uh, you know, pre snap. Like he, like I talked about Herbert processing. Joe Burrow's right up there, better. Uh, just being able to also play off schedule, uh, making plays, uh, knowing when to go to his guys. You got Chase on the outside, you got Higgins on the outside. He is not afraid to go to them. He he just keeps it simple. Uh, he puts his teams in good spots. Like he is a great quarterback and he's playing so well. Like he he's playing at an elite level and he's elite right now. Um, but I don't, we've just never seen anyone like Mahomes. And we, of course we talked about this two weeks ago with the generational crap, whatever. But Mahomes is far and above, just so much better than everyone else. And I don't, and you know, with the team he has right now, and I think it's a fine team, and they are lacking a lot on offense. When you really think about it, especially compared to like not having like a Tyree Kill, and but he still we, had them as the
0: number one scoring offense in the
1: Exactly, like he, they're doing this because of Mahomes. I don't know if I don't know if that happens with anyone else. We see uh, the Bills with Josh Allen and not having as much talent on offense. And we're seeing what's happening there. In in Bengals, is a different situation with Burrow, but Mahomes is—I don't know, man. I just don't get it. I don't get it, and I'm a
0: little upset about it. I can't even like think. I can't even speak about it. No, I mean I agree. I think that Mm Pat Mahomes is far and away the the best quarterback in the NFL. I would put Joe Burrow too. I I would put Burrow too. Pat Allen three, all of that. But yeah, I don't think single game performances should be. Yeah. like the, the be-all end-all in quarterback debates like I think it goes so much further beyond that um and the ankle like what he did last week
1: with the ankle <laughs> crazy, crazy. <laughs> like crazy. the jump like the jump passes uh you know being able to throw off of one leg like like no one else is doing that man don't oh,
0: know he was jump passing with the
1: with the <laughs> like, high ankles <laughs> like no one's doing that man the, uh he, he's just cut from a different cloth and. He makes throws a lot of other guys can't make or won't even try to attempt. Uh and he's just he's just different. We've never seen anything like it. Um, and it's not like it'd be different if he wasn't playing well or as good as he has been, but he's he's probably gonna be the MVP. Probably. Yeah, so like it's not like he's falling off. It's like, oh, Burrow might be taking the spot for him. Like he's playing at an elite level and has his team in the conference championship once again. So who are you picking? Who
0: else you pick for the game? I'm picking the freaking Chiefs, man. Oh, because I'm picking the Bengals. I don't blame you. <laughs> I don't, I don't even feel good it. about the Chiefs. So the Chiefs have been my the Chiefs have been my Super Bowl pick for since since really since like I don't know. Some sometime mid-December, really. I've been like, all right, the Chiefs are gonna win the chip. I think the high ankle sprain is what's torn me off from that especially with how good the Bengals look like. If you're telling me I get a 75% Pat Mahomes, which is still better than 99% of the league, but with 100% Joe Burrow, and granted, like we just talked about, it's not a QB game, but I'm still going to go ahead and take the Bengals. I just think the, the the high ankle sprain, regardless of how he looks in press conferences and walking around in practice, nothing can simulate in-game action. And when the Bengals start rushing you and you got to uh, uh, and you got to put weight on that ankle, we'll see how it holds up. Uh, also, just like in their matchups, like the Bengals, D.C., like uh, defensive coordinator, uh, he gives homes problems. He's never thrown for more than 275 yards in any of their three matchups. And all of those were with Tyree Kill. And so now Tyree Kill is gone. Uh, like I said, the Bengals have won all three by all three games by three points. Literally the score was the same in the last two. I think it was 27, 24. Uh, And also just Jamar Chase, Owns the Chiefs. (laughs) He owns the Chiefs. He averaged 139 receiving yards per game against him in his career. That's the most of any wide receiver in NFL history against the Chiefs. Granted, small sample size, it's only three games. But Joe Burrow has completed over 80% of his passes to Jamar. He has 144 passer rating when targeting him versus the Chiefs. And combine all of that with the fact that the Chiefs' secondary allowed the most passing touchdowns in the NFL and the second highest red zone TD rate. Like, I just think that it's a perfect storm for the Bengals to come in there, Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow to link up because the Chiefs have never shown that they've been able to stop them. And I don't think anything's going to change. And I don't know. I just think that their weakness, the Bengals are perfectly built to take advantage of that. Uh, and I don't know if I can say the same about the, the Chiefs. Uh, I think it'll be close though. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if the game was tied late in the fourth quarter and we ended on another field goal. I, uh, If it was a three-point ending, I would be not shocked at all. So, But I'm going to take the Bengals.
1: Yeah, see, I I do have questions when it comes to this game and questions for the Chiefs a lot, though, Uh, uh, based off the last few matchups, based on where Mahomes is, uh, health-wise especially. So it's like, you know, can Mahomes be patient? Uh, Can he take those checkdowns? Can he, you know, work in the run game, work in the screen game? I think having a guy like Pacheco and McKinnon, uh, those guys really taking over the run game has been huge for the Chiefs. It's been a lot for them. Uh, Pacheco just adds this crazy toughness for the Chiefs. That we I mean, you know He's we've seen, dog. yeah, we've seen it progressively, but he just took them to a whole new level. And he gives them so much energy. Uh, I think the Bengals surprisingly have a lot of energy, well, not a lot of toughness on their team. The way they just handled the Bills last week was, I, I did not, I did not expect that. In the like in the trenches, like offensive line, defensive line, they own the trenches and they won that game because of that. Um, even in like the bad weather that Buffalo had, like they belong there and, and Buffalo had more trouble with the weather than, you know, the Bengals did, which is crazy to think about too. So can the Chiefs run the ball and that defense, the Chiefs have against a guy like Chase and Higgins, which we've seen them have a lot of trouble with. Of course, they have McDuffie, they have Snead. They have guys like that who can play on the outside, but can they win those matchups or can they win enough to put them still in a good spot? And so I worry about stuff like that. I worry about the health. Of course, I could see it being like after this game, like, oh, it's kind of obvious, like Mahomes, this doesn't make sense. Like yeah. he, him being healthy doesn't make sense. So I could see it being obvious. Like, oh, you probably just should have picked against the Chiefs in this, mm-hmm. in this way. But I just can't. I can't. Bet against Mahomes, man. I don't, I don't,
0: do I don't blame you at all. Man. I I don't feel good about my Bengals pick, and I wouldn't be surprised if, like Pat Mahomes is he's he's a, a legacy. Like this is a legacy game for him. Like he comes out and he, claps the Bengals like th- on a high ankle sprain. Them coming in, him finally yeah. breaking his little three and O streak versus Pat Mahomes. Like that's a legacy building shit. So I wouldn't right. be shocked if, if if Pat Mahomes did it. Uh. And it doesn't feel good betting against him, but yeah. I am going to take the Bengals in this game.
1: That's fair. And how are people going to say, like, you know, if the, the Bengals win this game, Joe Burrow's over Mahomes or, like, he's a top guy. And then Mahomes is coming into this game when we saw his ankle do whatever it did last week. So, like, he's not – he's probably not even 100%. I know he's playing. So, like, at the end of the day, if you're playing, you're playing. Uh, But I don't know. It, it's just it's just weird to me. And it feels like we're always trying to do that, and, like, try to, to take that top guy out of the – the number one slot, but it's just unnecessary at this point. Like Nothing is wrong with me, number two in no, this case.
0: No, I agree. I agree. You're, we're on the same page, though. It's infuriating. Um, And I just want to make it clear, if the Bengals do win, I do not think Joe Burrow's the best quarterback the <laughs> Um But, kind of moving on to the NFC, Eagles Niners. See, I have a lot of shit written down for this one.
1: Let's go. Let's do it. Do it. Go for it. I have,
0: I have a lot of shit written down for this one. I think that I think Chiefs is going to I think Chiefs Bengals is going to be close I think this could be a blowout like I think the Eagles might run through the Niners I'm not gonna lie to you bro I think I wouldn't be surprised if this got ugly like rookie QBs are 0-4 in conference championships I think that turns to 0-5 no QB has ever started in a Super Bowl I don't think Brock Purdy's going to be the first I'm going to be honest with you <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. I think this is the game that he collapses. He breaks down, gets exposed, whatever you want to say. I think this is the game that makes Trey Lance the starter in 2023. So I I I really do think that since week 14, Brock Purdy has been really good. He's 7-0, best passer rating in the NFL, best mark over a seven-game span by 49ers QB since Steve Young. granted, who have they really had, but still. You know, that's that that's crazy shit. Steve Young is one of the best quarterbacks of all time. So whenever you're in the same sentence as him, good shit. I do want to say, though, in those seven games, they played the Buccaneers, the Seahawks twice, the Commanders, the Raiders, the Cardinals, and the Cowboys. Three of those teams didn't make the playoffs. The Bucks had a negative record and were clearly the worst team in the playoffs. And the Seahawks had one of the worst defenses in the NFL. Eighth most points per game allowed third most rushing yards allowed, seventh most total yards allowed. And in those games with the Seahawks, Brock Purdy didn't have to do too much. He threw for a combined 56 times. The Eagles will by far be his biggest test yet. They were practically the best defense in the NFL. I think them and the Niners, back-to-back the best defense in the NFL. They had 75 sacks, the third most by team in NFL history. People, like, right? like quite literally, they're a historically good defense going up against Brock Purdy, right? <laughs> you know, like this is, this is the, the last overall pick in the draft, going up against one of the best defenses we have seen in the modern era of football. Granted, the Eagles also have the second highest pressure rate in the NFL. And even though Brock Purdy performed like pretty decently, it, like under pressure in his first six games against the Cowboys, he didn't look good. He threw for 214 yards on 29 attempts. He completed three of his 11 passes under pressure. Cowboys are a real defensive line. They're they're not the Seahawks. They're not the Cardinals. It's the (laughs) Cowboys defensive line with Micah Parsons. And we saw what happened then. Uh, For the most part, you know, the Cowboys defensive line is predicated around one player, Micah Parsons. He is a one man wrecking machine. You can do what you can to try and scheme out of a game, though. You cannot do that for the Eagles defensive line. They have four players with double-digit sacks this season, the most of any team in NFL history. Hassan Reddick, Javon Hargrave, Josh Sweat, Brandon Graham. I think Brock Purdy is going to get destroyed. I think this is going to be a blow. I think Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown go crazy versus the 49ers secondary. The 49ers are great versus to run. They've allowed the second-least passing yards per game. I mean rushing yards per game. But they allowed the 13th most receiving yards in the NFL. They've proven – throughout this stretch that they can be beat by uh, receivers. Um, When you look at week 17, like since week 17, they gave up seven for 153 and two to Devontae Adams. He had Jared Stidham at QB. That game went to OT. And the wild card, they gave up 10 for 136 and two to DK Metcalf. CeeDee Lamb put 10 for 117 on their head last week. In week 16, they gave up 77, 76, and 52 yards to McLaurin, Jahan Dotson, and Curtis Samuel. Each of them had a receiving touchdown. The 49ers have very clearly been able to be beat through the air. And also, people always talk about this Eagles defense and how. I mean, always talk about the 49ers defense and how they're going to stop Jalen Hurts from running the ball. I just want to make it clear. When you look at the Niners' schedules, they have not played a quarterback like Jalen Hurts. Yeah. They played Justin Fields in week one and they lost granted it was in the monsoon or whatever you want to say outside of that. The only other mobile QB they played was Marcus Mariota and they lost again, 28 to 14 and Mariota rushed for 50 yards and a touchdown. Both times they played the Cardinals. Kyler was out. They played Colt McCoy and David Blau. (laughs) This defense has not been tested in a game with Jalen Hurts. And when they have been by guys like him, they have lost. Uh, not only is Hurts a weapon in the run game, he's a threat in the passing game. The Eagles have the best offensive line in football. Jason Kelsey and Lane Johnson have allowed zero sacks. They have the first best pass block grade, the third best run block grade. <laughs> Every single one of their starters oh, gosh. is a pro bowler. Like, that's insane. Their entire starting line are pro bowlers. I just don't know how the Eagles, I just don't know how the Eagles don't win this game. Like everything that I, I was, I was wanting to, to go for the Niners. And then I started doing research and I was like, oh, this is going to be a blowout. Like the Niners are going to get clapped. Like B- Brock Purdy is going to absolutely self-destruct. AJ Brown is going for 150 yards on them. Easy. He was mad last week. He going to get it back this week. Uh, Jalen Hurts had the best pass rating. 25 yards down the field. Whenever he's throwing passes, 25 plus yards down the field. A.J. Brown had seven touchdowns, 25 yards down the field this season. That's the second most of any player in the NFL since the air yard started being tracked in 2006. And guess what? The 49ers defense ranked as the 25th worst defense in deep passes. Who knew? Who, what are the Eagles good at? Passing the ball deep. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just don't see a realm in which they win this. I'm taking the Eagles to win big and exploit the 49ers and all of their weaknesses that is the end of my TED talk Khalil
1: that was amazing
0: I, I just broke it down amazing. for you my brother that was amazing I just, I just broke it down <laughs> for you
1: you just you deserve a round of applause for that was good that was, thank you that bro. was great you, um I, I wrote down I wrote down three notes but I added a fourth thing in your talk um first note is uh can the 49ers run the ball I think they can. I can think, think they, they can, can against the Eagles. Can they run the ball? They gonna note, they, they, they're going <laughs> to have to. They're uh, going to have to. Can they contain Hurts in the run game? We don't know. We don't know.
0: They're, they're not
1: they, – in that area, they aren't proven, just like you said. Like, they're not proven in that area at all. And Mariota, he's he's all right. He got benched. Yeah, <laughs> There's a reason he got benched. And Hurts is not Mariota. He is – no, he's he, he's been a what what is what do you say he's been this year top five top four what yeah definitely top five top five quarterback like he was like the he, front
0: runner for MVP before he got injured
1: yeah yeah so like Hertz is dynamic he's playing as great as ever uh, running the ball passing the ball uh, RPOs getting the ball out uh, deep passes are beautiful really connecting with his receivers he has a great connection with Smith and AJ Brown um, like. They're firing on all c- cylinders when it comes to both sides of the football. I think, um, and then also the third note: can they defend on the outside? So can they guard guys like AJ Brown? We just saw Ward. I don't think so. <laughs> we just saw. <laughs> we just saw guys like Ward, you know, not do well. He, he did not. He did not look great on yeah. the outside last week. Like, um, can they defend guys like Smith and AJ Brown consistently? We talked about the same thing with the Chiefs. Can they win enough? And I don't know if they can. I don't think we've seen that at a consistent level because they're playing two elite guys at their position. So they're gonna have to do something about that too. And then the fourth one: Can Kyle Shanahan call the greatest game of his freaking life?
0: If they is- win, it's all on Kyle, bro. Kyle def- and CMC gonna have that, to do some <laughs> crazy shit. That
1: defense is insane. Like and and of course, like I was so I'll give some. Uh, I've listened to Bill Simmons today. And I was listening to Ben Solak. Love Ben Solak, he's really good. I don't know if I'll ever listen to his podcast, but I love when he comes on Bill Simmons. Um pause. Anyways, oh um oh, yeah. <laughs> Big <role>. that's crazy. <laughs>
0: that's crazy. Shout out to Bill Simmons again, freaky deaky.
1: But he uh he had a he's really good though. He does a lot of studying and he's talking about uh, the Eagles don't make a lot of adjustments when it comes to that defense, and they are going to uh, they're going to let you win at one area, and they're going to take away something else completely. So he's talking about like they're going to let you win in that run game; they're going to let you do that. But as far as taking the pass away, that's what they're going to do, and they're going to stick with that. They're not going to make adjustments as far as um, changing what they do goes. I think he's grown a lot. I think it's Gannon over there. He's grown a lot as a DC, anyways, throughout the year, and they've added more stuff on that defense, and they've become more versatile. Uh, but like, can, you know, Kyle Shanahan do something? Can uh, can he open use that run game to open up his play action? Uh, we saw the play action really work well for the 49ers, especially on that George Kittle connection with uh, Brock Purdy. Uh, huge play in the game. You know, we haven't we hadn't seen them be aggressive uh, that much uh, to that extent. And then you finally see the pass open up right there and huge play for them to get that first down. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know. I picked the 49ers uh, to go to the Super Bowl based off what I've been looking at, listening to you, especially uh, just right now, like it's hard to stay with the 49ers. It's hard.
0: Let me convert you, cool.
1: It's hard. I'm going to stay with the 49ers, though, <laughs> just to break your heart. I'm staying with the 49ers. Um, I love this team. I think this defense is great. Uh, I do worry about the Jalen Hurts uh, aspect of things, just not being able. We just haven't seen them play a, a quarterback like Jalen Hurts. So I would love to see what the Amico Ryan is going to do on that side of the ball, Um, what he he's going to have his defense looking like, of course. Um, But I do think the 49ers are going to win this, and Brock Purdy is going to make some history, oddly enough. Boom. But I I definitely understand why you are on the other side. And no, I, I, am, I like I'm scared. For, I'm scared for my life for this
0: pitch. I expect it. I, so we've got two different Super Bowls. Close got Chiefs, Niners Super Bowl. I've got Bengals Eagles. So we will see what ch- bunch of us is right next. Well, not next week because I guess they have the Pro Bowl week off and then the week after. But we'll see by the time we record next. So. Yeah. Those are our picks for the uh, championship Sunday games. Hello, uh, right, I'm stressed already. <laughs> Khalil, no, don't <can> <laughs> worry. About it. I, I, I didn't put this on the docket for what we we're going to talk about, but I wanted to ask you something because I saw it on Twitter, and I think Nick Wright was talking about it, and I wanted to ask your opinion on it. So, they were basically asking him, "Are there ten quarterbacks today you would start your franchise with over Daniel Jones?" And so. I think there's a locked eight I for me. I'll give you the this. seven that I think everyone agrees on. Uh, and then I think there's eight. But for obviously Mahomes, obviously Burrow, obviously Allen, Lamar, Herbert, Hurts, that's six. And then I think everyone would say Trevor Lawrence, that's seven. Yeah. Is there three more quarterbacks that you would start your franchise with today over Daniel Jones? Let me pull up the NFL teams real quick. <laughs> I just gotta think about it. No, do your thing. Because for me, I I was pretty much on the edge. I, I came up with the first eight really quickly. And then at nine and ten, I started to, you know, waver on. But in the end, my answer was yes. I I can if I was a, a GM, I would start, I would be able to pick 10 quarterbacks I'd rather start my franchise with than Daniel Jones.
1: Yeah, what about um, Rodgers?
0: I wouldn't. Not old,
1: me. fair. I'm not old. mad.
0: Yeah, old. I just don't old. know. He might retire next season. <laughs> Fields, Field. easy. He was my eight. He was my eighth. Okay.
1: Um. Sam Howell. Absolutely not. <laughs> all right. Uh, Jared Goff.
0: He was in my honorable mentions, but mm. I would probably take Daniel Jones over.
1: He's a big system guy, and Daniel Jones really separates himself in the run game. Yeah. So, uh, dude, am I done? This Is it? No, you yeah. – All so, right. Jordan Love.
0: But I take Jordan Love or Daniel Jones. I <laughs> wouldn't just because Daniel Jones looked really good this season and Jordan Love could be trash.
1: I thought I, – I'm thinking about I've only seen a little bit of Jordan Love, but that small sample size, I loved it. I he immediately looked good. picked him up in uh, fantasy. Him
0: sample. and Christian Watson looked locked that, in.
1: That was nice.
0: That was nice. So, I'm thinking about it, but I can't do that uh Deshaun Watson he was 11 for me I I was so Daniel Jones ended up coming up as 12 I think I would take 10 Deshaun Watson and then Daniel Jones granted Deshaun shitty person looked really (laughs) bad and yeah shitty person looked really bad in what we did see of him this season but I think we've seen enough throughout his career on the football field to to just know that he's a better quarterback than Daniel Jones. So I would take Deshaun over him. Uh, Pickett. He was in my honorable mentions as well. Uh, I have him after Jared Goff, but no, I would take Daniel Jones over Kenny Pickett. Mac Jones. He wasn't even in my honorable mentions. I would take Daniel Jones over Kenny Pickett. Tough, bro.
1: I heard it's Mike White. I'm just kidding. Don't answer Absolutely that question. No, thank think you can answer that question. <laughs> So you're asking me if there's 10 quarterbacks I would pick over
0: Daniel Jones? I think, yeah, I think we have eight, right? Because we have Mahomes, Burrow, Allen, Lamar, Herbert Hurts, Trevor Lawrence, and Fields. Is there two more you would take over Daniel Jones? I would take Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. I
1: really just want to save Jordan Love, man. Would you take Kyler? That's, that's probably, oh, crap. Um, Yeah, you'd have to take Kyler. I don't like Kyler. <laughs> I'm not high on Kyler. I mm-hmm. don't like him that much, but I think you'd have to take him. Uh, I think there are maybe some concerns with it. Um, But just based on what he's shown and him not having, I guess, the best system around him too, you kind of have to give him a little bit of the benefit of the doubt. Not a lot of stability. Uh, Kingsbury, you know, just really falls off towards the end of the season. Um, I think there's a conversation with it just because of the injury-prone element to it, uh, the size element to it. But I think Kyler is – almost a lock so i yeah i would say there's 10.
0: so kyle it was my 10 and then i had tua i had tua over uh oh i know you don't really like tua nah, but man. i think Tua is better than daniel jones so my 10 ended up being Mahomes, Burrow, allen lamar herbert hurts trevor lawrence justin fields tua kyler I'm yeah, either, I'm are, the, <laughs> are the 10 I'm that, that i would take over daniel jones <laughs> uh dac deshaun uh Trey Lance, Jared Goff, Rock Purdy, Kenny Pickett are kind of guys that I thought about over Daniel Jones, but I ended up siding with Daniel Jones over all of them but Deshaun. Um I'm curious yeah, to at- what- 12
1: to 13, 14 area is really good. I Yeah. Think it's fine.
0: Yeah. yeah. I'm curious to see what justice would say. Because I know he also hates Tua, but he also hates Kyler. He, so I don't know. And he, and he hates
1: Daniel Jones. Yeah, so I would
0: I would love to know he'd say. No, he's um, he's not
1: taking, he's taking 10 for sure over Daniel Jones. Yeah,
0: I think he take 10 too. Um, and then my next question for you, which was on the docket. So you're the your favorite team is the Titans. My favorite team is the Seattle Seahawks. We obviously both know we didn't win the Super Bowl. We have obvious holes to fill on both sides of the ball. It's a ton. So I am Roderick Dell and I come to both of us and I say, "You, can, I'm just going to bless y'all like for jokes, this is just going to be a good fun time. You can steal any offensive player and any defensive player in the NFL and put them on your team as currently constructed, but you can't take a quarterback. So you've got to rock out with Ryan Tannehill and Malik Willis. I've got to rock out with, I guess, Geno Smith. Even though we have no quarterbacks under contract, I guess Drew Locke, But I've got to rock out with Geno Smith in this scenario. Who would you take on offense? Thought a lot about this. This
1: is tough. <laughs> it's if a lot watch, of
0: players in that NFL.
1: If you watch the Titans, there were there were two two noticeable holes on that team. Uh, aside from the quarterback, obviously we're not doing that. But Ryan Tannehill got injured. Willis did not look good. Dobbs was fine um besides that check down he threw at the end of the game <laughs> don't want to talk about it uh but there were two really noticeable holes on our team uh, I look at receiver and I look at left tackle offensive line um receiver we drafted Traylon Burks I think he looked really good when he played like he looked like a guy who could really um you know be a guy on our offense be the n- receiver number one for that team especially you know running the offense through Derek Henry. but he was injured he you know went into camp getting injured I went into the season getting injured and just had so many different nagging injuries. Um, So a receiver came to mind, of course. I looked at Jamar Chase and I looked at Justin Jefferson. No order, but those are two guys I looked at. Left tackle was an issue. I don't care who you got at receiver. I don't care. You're not getting them the ball if you can't freaking block your quarterback's blind side. So I went with Trent Williams at left tackle. for for, (laughs) what?
0: Bro, I I had Trent Williams writ, wrote like written down for me, but I changed okay. it last minute.
1: Yeah, I had I had to go Trent Williams. Like, uh, Daily was god awful uh, for the Titans. Uh, we cannot block to save our lives, and I think that really strapped a lot of our play calling. Our play caller wasn't good anyways, and he got fired. Thank God. Uh, but I I just don't think we were in a good spot in that offensive line. Um, if you have a bad offensive line, man, there's not much you can really do. Uh, going forward, you can't really run the ball that well can't really um Derrick Henry didn't have a, a great end of the season I don't think and then also we could not throw the ball of course no one to throw to but can really give ourselves a chance as much so
0: I think that's a great pick I was almost gonna pick the same thing for for me the Seahawks I think the easy answers are you know Justin Jefferson Jamar Chase Christian McCaffrey but I look at our offense and let's since I can't take a quarterback I have Geno uh, I think DK Metcalf is a wide receiver one. I like that. I think Tyler Lockett's a wide receiver two. I like that. A wide receiver three is bad, but I think we can address that through the draft. I'm not stealing a player for a wide receiver three. Uh, I think tight end. I thought about Travis Kelsey. I did. I thought about Travis Kelsey, but Pete Carroll and the Seahawks seem to make the best out of whatever tight end they have. And they have done that for a while, right? Like we had Colby Parkinson, Will Disley, Noah Fant, all scoring touchdowns, running, getting down the field, getting open in space and, and making plays. Yeah, y'all so, were good.
1: They were good. They, y'all run little, three tight ends. Like, that very well. like it's good. Yeah.
0: That's what I'm saying. So I didn't want to waste it on that. I think we're good at receiver. And I think we're damn good at running back because I love me some Cam Walker. So that leaves the offensive line to address. And I was going to go Trent Williams. And I thought to myself, we just took two rookie tackles. We took Charles Cross, Abraham Lucas. Neither one of them was great. But for a rookie season, they had pretty good seasons. Guards are tough. But what we need is a center. We need <laughs> a guy in the middle of the line to really, to really get shit going, you know? And so I, I thought about Jason Kelsey. But I was like, he's a freak, but he's also 35 years old. So I don't know how much he's got left in the tank. So you know who I took? I took Creed Humphrey. I nice. stole Creed Humphrey <laughs> off of the Kansas City Chiefs, one of the best players in the 2021 draft class. The Seahawks started Austin Blythe at center this season. He was the 35th ranked center in football, according to PFF. There's clearly only 32 teams. So I don't know what that has to tell you, but we have horrible center play. Uh, I was between Kelsey and Creed. Creed's 23. Kelsey's 35. I think he's already a top two center in the NFL. He's been PFF's highest graded center in both years of his career with an 80.9 pass grade and a 90.7 run block grade. And we all know the Seahawks love to run the ball. I also think we have a nice little young offensive line that can grow together. If we take Creed Humphrey, let him grow next to Charles Cross and Abraham Lucas And then we got a dog offensive line and then Gino could do whatever the fuck he want. So I'm okay with that. I'm stealing Creed Humphrey. I know that's not the sexy pick like Jamar chase and DK Metcalf or Justin Jefferson and DK Metcalf, or I reunite AJ Brown and DK Metcalf. They would be really good, but I'm going to need, we need in a realistic scenario. We need a center. So I'm going, I love that. We both took off. It's a very very mature (laughs) pick. (laughs) <laughs> Creed Humphrey and Trent Williams. On the defensive end, who did you take, bro? Uh,
1: so this is a hard one, and I just now thought about it uh, as far as, like, a player that we didn't have this season that we really needed, and that's Harold Landry, uh, mm. you know, an edge guy who really could have helped us out as far as getting to the pass rusher. I think guys kind of stepped up in a way, but we also just faced a lot of injuries um, I think I don't think Landry's like the lead guy like he's not like a dominant player, but he's really good. He's going to be very consistent for you. Uh, he just got injured, though. And then also, I think at the back end as far as corners, we just lack there. We took Caleb Farley uh, a couple of years ago. Um, of course, injury riddled type of player coming in and hasn't panned out so far. Also being pretty injured uh, through his career so far, too. We took McCreary last year. We've taken Fulton uh, and those are decent guys. Uh, so I think about needing a corner, a really a true lockdown corner, especially for the defense. I think we want to play. I think we're a really good zone guy. a don't team. Uh, but when it comes to man, like, I just don't think we uh, excel in those areas. We have really good safeties. Uh, linebackers are decent. I thought about guys like Roquan Smith, um, Fred Warner, those type of guys. Right. Yeah. Uh, but I'm thinking right now I'm thinking edge. I'm thinking corner. I'm not going to do edge i'm gonna go corner my corner is patrick satane ps2 from the broncos i'm picking him we need a lockdown corner a guy we can really rely on uh to really get us to a versus a point in our defense to where we can lock down a side of the field and do some crazy stuff on the other side so i think that's what we need
0: for me on the defensive end i I I started off at Fred Warner because we played 49ers twice a year and that man's an absolute wrecking ball. Uh, And we have horrible linebacker play. Jordan Brooks just tore his ACL. Clearly, we have Cody Barton out there doing nothing. Going strong. Doing doing nothing. (laughs) But, and obviously, I think the easy choice is is like sauce. I think sauce and Tariq Woolen would be insane (laughs) for the foreseeable future. But at the end of the day, the Seahawks have absolutely no pass rush. Uchenna Nwosu did pretty good. We had Bruce Irvin come back out of retirement and start to pick pick up steam for us for like his third stint with the Seahawks. I'm saying that that's not realistic. Uchenna Nwosu did fine. Daryl Taylor was a bit of a disappointment. Uh, Boye Mafe didn't really play as much as we'd like. Huna Ford and uh, Shelby Harris didn't really uh, hand out as much as I would have liked. So. In order to bolster the pass rush, I feel like there's only one option here. You, you want I would, edge? Yeah, I'm taking Mr. Micah Parsons. <laughs> uh, I, I think, I think he is obviously primarily a pass rusher. He also can line up in coverage every now and then. He was PFF's second highest graded coverage edge rusher among 49 qualified defenders. It's obviously not where you want him, but he can do it if need be. Uh, he's a one man wrecking ball. Can single handedly impact the game on the defensive end. Uh, unlike many if any in the NFL today and so I think you add fucking Michael Parsons to that Seahawks run it's what come on we we need to tackle we need to stop the run I think he helps with that I also think he bolsters our pass defense immediately and so the two players I would steal if I was the Seahawks and we could do this would be Creed Humphrey and Michael Parsons and boom I think that nice. was fun. Actually, I gotta. I have to know Justin. You <laughs> say some stupid shit like, "Oh, I want Justin Jefferson." He like some I mean, he could, they could use another receiver. <laughs> hey, Terrace Marshall, his old his old teammate. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, that that kind of wraps up our NFL talk. Before we head out, we are going to give our NBA All Star reserves the starters got announced. Uh, I want to say last night. Uh, in the West, the starters are LeBron, he's the captain, Luka, Steph Curry, Zion, and Nikola Jokic, and in the East, the starters are Giannis, Kyrie, Donovan Mitchell, Jason Tatum, and KD. A lot of people felt like, obviously, Joel Embiid got snubbed. I think people even felt like Giannis or Tatum should hit the bench, but considering fan, Joel Embiid had the uh, media vote and the player vote, but the fan vote ended up kicking him out of the starting lineup. I think a lot of people don't like the foul hunts. And I think KD, Giannis, and Jason Tatum are just more interesting players to watch. So he ended up losing the fan vote. Uh,
1: yeah, people are not happy, though, about AD. Yeah, like, people they are, are not happy. They are upset.
0: They're not happy. Lakers fans are also upset that AD didn't start. I think that is the stupidest thing. It's not the same. It's not the same. Stupidest <laughs> shit in the world. People are like, oh, yeah, Zion has been injured, too. Zion's only played, like, five more games. Listen, bro. We're the 13 seed. The Pelicans like the four seed. Why would they give a 13 seed two starters? Let it if, go. If we were a four seed, sure, put Anthony Davis in there, but we're not. We're not even in the playoffs. They're not giving us two starters. So, starting with the Western Conference reserves, uh, the way they do it is two guards, three forwards, and then two wild cards. So, basically, any position. Uh, my reserves ended up being Shea and Ja. I think. Not really much of a debate there. Uh, John Moran, the Grizzlies are second in the Western Conference. And the Thunder are 11th, which is way better than everyone thought they would be. And that's with Shea missing a bit of time. Shea's like the third leading scorer in the NBA, I want to say. No, uh, he's the fifth leading scorer in the NBA, averaging over 30 points a game. He's taken a major leap. Uh, One of the um, largest candidates for most improved. And so I think that's a no-brainer putting Shea in there. And then for the forwards, I have Laurie Markkinen, DeMontis Sabonis, who a lot of people felt like should have been a starter, and Anthony Davis. Uh, I think Laurie Markkinen's a lock. He is the other most improved player candidate. The Jazz are sitting at the ten seed. They started off really hot for one point. They were the one seed in the West, which is absolutely insane. But uh, Laurie's averaging almost 25 points per game on 8.7 rebounds. I think he has really given that jazz team an identity and had a second chance to revive his career after that bad bull stint. And, uh, there's no way, I think Lauren Morgan is a lock. I think DeMontis Sabonis is an absolute lock. The Kings is a yes. three seed right now. And Sabonis is doing crazy shit on a nightly basis. He is averaging 18, 12 and seven. Uh, he's the only player in the league that's averaging 18, 12 and seven. He's basically Nikola Jokic light. Uh, and that Kings team, nobody expected them to be the three seed and, Uh, Who was the last guy, Anthony Davis, Anthony Davis, my guy, I don't know if this is my Lakers shit. But for one point in the season, he was considered the MVP. I think a lot of people are throwing Jaron Jackson in here. Uh, Anthony Davis has played 26 games. Jaron Jackson has played 32. So I'm sorry. (laughs) <laughs> I'm not I'm not putting Jaron Jackson. It's not like he's played 20 more games in AD. He's played 27, 28, 31, 6 games. Jaron Jackson is averaging 16, six, and 0. 0.9 assists per game. And Anthony Davis is averaging 27, 12, and 2, yeah. shooting 59% from the field. I'm Same sorry, course. not even close. I don't care if the Lakers are the 13 seed, the Grizzlies are the two seed. Anthony Davis is an all-star Jaron Jackson should not be voted in over him um and then my two wild cards De'Aaron Fox a lot of what I just talked about same thing uh with Sabonis basically applies to uh De'Aaron Fox he's averaging 23-6 and he's my clutch player of the year right now The kid is absolutely insane in the fourth quarter Um, uh, and Damian Lillard I couldn't leave Dame off uh he's putting up 30.1 points per game six leading scorer in the nba obviously the trailblazers are not what a lot of people would hope they are the 12 seed day hey, they're above the fucking lakers so you do what you must but there's not going to be an all-star weekend without dame so uh clue who you got as your western Conference reserves
1: so compared compared to like the east i think the west is a little bit more um locked like i think it's a little bit just understood Way like, <laughs> Way like the respect like of the reserves like there's not really much of an argument like Laurie is having a breakout season and glad he's got uh, he had he's with uh, with the bulls obviously started off with the bulls now and then with the calves and then now he's like coming into his own and being exactly who we thought he was going to be coming into the season so i'm glad uh, lori is doing what he's doing right now ad obviously isn't there for me too um not a lakers fan but i'm a lebron fan so i'm gonna support the lakers i'm gonna support ad um, in certain situations of course i've said before in this podcast i think it's just trade ad at some point. But when oh, he's healthy, Jesus Christ! But when he's healthy, man, when he's healthy, he is a top five, uh, top whatever player, uh, and he's playing like it. It's glad, glad to see him back. Uh, already had a big game for the Lakers too, and then it's a bonus. I think people. I think I've I've tried to do this uh, for a few years now. Uh, compare him to Jokic. He's not Jokic, but the play style, uh, impact on the game, how he can open up an offense, unlock other players. I think it's very close to what Jokic can do. It's like Jokic Light is a perfect uh, name for him. It's a bonus. Having a great season with the Kings. Three seed is crazy. Crazy. That is insane. (laughs) Like, people were talking about them uh, finally just being able to compete, uh, like, heading into the season, uh, maybe being a playing team, maybe making the playoffs, maybe. Maybe. They're the three seed right now. Of course, other teams are have taken a dip. You got teams like the Suns, teams like the Warriors, the Lakers, whatever else you want to say, Clippers, Timberwolves. Like, a lot of teams have taken a dip. Uh, but you can't discount what they're doing, especially on the offensive side of the ball. And then you go to Ja, obviously. You go to Shea, obviously. I, like, what he's doing for the Thunder. If they didn't have him, worst team in basketball, of course. Worst freaking in basketball. <laughs> yeah. uh, Oh, well, you also got the rockets, but that's another thing and then I went Dame and Fox so it's the same exact exactly as you I already got like a you know a Paul George down that's fine uh, just like honorable mission type of guys, uh, but there just isn't really there really isn't like any arguments for other players, I feel like when it comes to the West reserves.
0: Yeah, I feel like Jaron Jackson is one. Uh, Devin Booker, I just don't think he's played enough to get in. Yeah, uh, yeah. Draymond, uh, I don't think they're going to give the Warriors two. I, and I just don't think he has – I don't think he's a, like a in, – in years where the Warriors are like the one seed, sure, you can put him in there. But as the, what, six seed, seven seed, they are now they're not putting him in there over oh, a guy like AD. I just yeah. don't see it happening.
1: Uh, and, and honorable mention to Ant. Um, Ant
0: Edwards. The yeah. Timberwolves just aren't good enough, I don't think. Uh, PG CJ McCollum Desmond Bain Jeremy Grant I just don't think they're putting any of those guys in over the big names that we just said. Uh, the East is a lot more difficult. <laughs> the East is a lot more ha- a lot harder. Uh, I think the guards are pretty easy. I think the East forwards are where it really starts to get like testy. So my reserves for the East ended up being Trey Young, the guards Trey Young and Jalen Brown. Uh, I think a lot of people wanted Jalen Brown starting that didn't end up happening just because you know you have such big names in the east he's not starting a guard over donovan mitchell who had 70 and kyrie irving who plays in uh brooklyn new york and has one of the largest fan bases in the nba uh but jalen brown should be an all-star he's putting up basically 27 a game the second best player on the best record team in the nba uh i think he's an absolute lock and trey young uh, trey young i don't think is a lock but I just don't see a realm in which they don't put him in here. The thing is, the, the Hawks are—they're the eight seed, right? They—they have a positive record. They're twenty-five and twenty-four. They're a game and a half back of the seven seed. And Trey Young is putting up decent numbers. You know, he's putting up twenty-seven and ten, basically, yeah. almost leading the league in assists. The—I think that he deserves to be in this. I—I—I I, I think that the overall i think the players might not vote him in but i think the media and i think i think it's just the media and the players but i think the media will end up getting him in here uh but i would be totally fine if he didn't make it i just think that Trey young deserves to be an all-star uh i have joel and beat obviously that I, that doesn't need to be explained he should be a starter uh have pascal siakam which i ended up changing i had bam but i have i i, I put in pascal just because that man does absolutely everything for the raptors. They are pretty bad and he is carrying them on their his back. Yes. He's averaging 25, 8 and 6. If that continues, he'd be the 10th player in NBA history to average that. Uh yes, the raptors are in the tank, but I just think you can't look past what Siakam's doing and he's doing it on pretty efficient numbers. If they if the raptors didn't have him, they would be at, they, they might be the worst team in the league right now. So I think he deserves it. And then I have Julius Randle. A Nick has to be on this list. Good job. A Nick has to be on this list. It's either him or Jalen Brunson. I wouldn't be shocked if they put Jalen Brunson in over Trey Young. I just he's don't know if they that. give the Knicks two when the Hawks are the seed below them. Uh, I think Julius Randle gets it. He was just an all-NBA player, and now he's putting up uh, two years ago, and now he's putting up better numbers than he was back then. Uh, he is so crucial to what the Knicks do. And so is Jalen Brunson. Don't get me wrong. I'm fine with putting either one in here, but I just think it's easier to fit a forward in here than it is to fit a guard because he's still got to fit Tyrese Halliburton, who I think is an absolute fucking lock. He is another improved, most improved player. You see what the Pacers look like without him. And they look absolutely horrible with him. They were like a top five seed in the East. Uh, and lastly, I have James Harden, the Sixers of the two seed in the East. And James Harden is putting up pretty good numbers 22, 11, and 6. That would be leading. He's leading the league and he doesn't qualify because he hasn't played enough games, but numbers wise, he's leading the league in assists. Uh, I think the wild cards are tough. He's shooting 38% from three, but him and Dwelling beating that pick and roll is absolutely crazy. And I think the two seed in the East gets two All Stars. So I would give it to James Harden. Who's your, who, who's your East reserves, bro? It's crazy.
1: So Trey Young, uh made it for me mm-hmm. it's hard so i'm not saying what i did with this person i'm going to compare him to but if you want to look at like a tyrese Halliburton, who's like what 21 points per game 20 points per game 10 assists you if you just look at stats and you look at trey young's stats 27 and basically 10. Yeah. Like that. I, I I don't know i you can talk about the efficiency and, and all that other stuff and whatever else you want you don't like about trey young uh, i think a lot of people are hating on him right now uh just not a fan of him i guess and some of it is warranted in a way uh but it's just hard to go against a season like this even then too even if it's not his best season uh but Trey young is on here for me jalen brown is also on here for me uh second best player uh, one of the best teams in the nba uh, i love jalen brown um and then you got james harden i have james harden on here Boom. uh you gotta have julius Randle who <laughs> is having a wild season and absolutely like you said, insane like you said, you have to have uh, one of the next players on here, and what he's doing right now—being um, one of the a, a guy people are talking about—just trading. Like, who wants Julius Randle right now? Uh, there, he people are putting him in Lakers packages, all sorts of packages. But he's turned uh, his season around, turned his career around once again. Uh, but putting he's up playing,
0: twenty-four, eleven and four. <laughs> that's forty-six percent from the field, thirty-five percent from three. Like that's. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And, the, and the Knicks are winning. Uh, of course, Uh, I don't think they're a complete. T- like, they're not where they need to be as a team. They are a move or two away uh, from where you probably want them to be at. But Julius Randle has him on the right or has them on the right trajectory, along with guys like Jalen Brunson. Of course, I have Pascal Siakam. Raptors suck. Mm-hmm. They should probably do something. Uh, but he, Siakam's uh, been super consistent. They should for trade them.
0: Fred Rimbley and Gary Trent to the Lakers. Dude, I,
1: dude we <laughs> talked about this earlier. I don't, they, I don't, if I was a Lakers fan, I do not want Fred long-term. I, I think guess that he,
0: helps us win this year though. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it, you're right. It depends on the contract. Uh, If you can get off of it afterwards, fine. Uh, but I, I just wouldn't want him long-term personally. I just don't like, I just, he's a smaller player, smaller guard. He's getting older, but he's 29, 28, something along those lines. So that's just that type of stuff just scares me. And he's not like it's different. His game is different than Jalen Brunson's. Brunson's um, translates a lot better, I feel like, uh, than Fred Van Fleet's. So it just scares me a lot. Joel Embiid, of course, Mm -hmm. makes uh, a reserve. Probably should have made a starter. No big deal. I don't care. And then it's between Bam and Tyrese for me. I'll let you know that too. Did I have honorable mentions? I had honorable mentions. I had Kuzma as an honorable mention, by the way. Mm -hmm. I think he's having a good season. Uh, But Bam and Tyrese, uh, and I choose Bam as my final reserve spot. And I I, I know you you talked about Tyrese being a lock, but I just think Bam has been special. Um, I think he hopefully is finally going to have that season where he can get that defensive play of the year, but he's been huge for the Heat. He's been very consistent, a lot healthier than he was last season as well. Uh, Of course, Tyrese um, is outrageous and what he's doing for the Pacers what he's done for the Pacers of course he's injured right now uh, but he's put them uh, at at a great spot as well and you know that team looks a lot different than we thought they were going to look but I'm gonna give it to Bam and a a very close close match between the two
0: I can't blame you for that I really can't Uh, I was between them as well I think some honorable mentions, Jimmy Butler, DeMar DeRozan, yeah. Drew Holiday. I would not be shocked if they gave it to DeMar DeRozan. They love DeMar DeRozan. Uh, Jalen Brunson, I really wanted to fit him on here. I just couldn't. DeJounte Murray, I don't think he deserves it, but just an, a uh, naming yeah. guys, Darius Garland. Talent-wise, I think he's an all-star, but just, you know, it's hard to fit him in here with the East. Uh, Kuzma, and that was about it for, for the reserves. Uh, so, yeah, we basically have all the same, except you have Bam, I have Tyrese Halliburton. Yeah. I think the East is very, very difficult, so I can't wait to see what they did. I cannot wait to see what they did. Uh, And yeah, that's going to be the end of this episode. I hope y'all enjoyed. Uh, Make sure you follow us on TikTok at The Run It Up Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Run It it Up Pod, I want to say. I never remember what it is, but it's at Run It Up Pod. I'm on Twitter at Najeevzunzogor. Khalil's on Twitter at Balil44. Justice is on Twitter at Just Fitted. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, download on Spotify, do all the good podcasty stuff that every other podcast tells you to do. Do it for us. And uh, we're going to go ahead and get up out of here. I hope you have a litty day, a litty night, a litty life. And just like we do on every episode of this podcast, make sure y'all go run it up. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the run it up podcast. If you want to keep up and see what Najee is up to follow him on Twitter at Najee Adams underscore hit him with some questions or topics that you want to hear in the next episode of the run it up podcast.